This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, <laughs> a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. Uh, I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. I am your other host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest is uh, Michael Hoffman, uh, project manager at Food 52. Hello, Michael. But more importantly... My best bud. Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, Michael, I have a question. Uh, do you prefer Michael or Hoffman? Um, you can call me whatever you want. Being named Michael, you get called all kinds of things growing up because there are always ten Michaels around. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're always needing to differentiate somehow. Well, I don't know. I've um, always I've always been partial to Hoffman. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've we've probably I've probably called you Hoffman as many times as I've called you Michael. Yeah, I, I don't even notice. But if I'm choosing, I choose Michael. Right. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Yeah. I Noted. Think my Hoffman. instinct is is Mike, but it's you know that's like deeply ingrained since like middle school, I would say. So I don't know if that was your preference then, or if I just decided that that's what I wanted to call you. <laughs> yeah, man. I as I said, I really I really didn't even notice. <laughs> well, um, you're you're a person uh, that can probably shoulder some of the blame for my interest in cocktails. Way to go, uh, Michael. Oh, I'd like to think so. That's very sweet of you to say. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, remember the moment that I got bit by the bug when I went to Death & Co., um, you know, late in college, I think. But uh, I also remember, like, talking to you on the phone about cocktails and when you were in college and... Um, at some point, you like actually read the Joy of Mixology cover to cover, and like, and I was just like, man, I'm, maybe I should find a different hobby. This guy has completely <laughs> run rings around me. I think I read the like the prose part. I yeah, definitely yeah. did not read their, I mean, all the recipes. But yeah, that's so a many, good book. There's, yeah, the recipes in that are not that great, though. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, my, my personal opinion. I mean. You know, no offense to Gary Regan or whatever. Man, we are pulling no punches all yeah, right. wow, yeah, out of yeah. the gate. <laughs> no sacred cows here. On. Let's drink about it. Um, no, but I mean, like, you know, it's it's definitely like planted in the era that it was published in. So there's like there's lots of you know drinks that have you know peach schnapps and uh, just a lot of schnapps in general. <laughs> I remember what blew my mind about that book that got me like excited about cocktails was the the sort of uh the templates that he lays out for different classes of cocktails right. like especially the one that always i always remember is the new orleans sour which is like it's like a sour ingredient usually citrus a spirit and something sweet yeah in a three two one ratio not in the order i said but uh like a margarita right is, or what i'm um, like uh, what else a sidecar yeah i mean the uh the daiquiri uh right. recipe to which i am partial Love the is daiquiri. That. and then it was like that that made it fun to make stuff up and right have some template to work with yeah i mean it's definitely like i mean i don't i i think anybody could learn a lot from that that book and um i like the I, I I love the like charts where you you know like he he definitely like shows you like what drink is a variation on what and kind of like tracks the history of that and I mean it's it's like it's very pre like craft cocktail though in in a lot of ways in the kind of uh but it sort of, I think it probably sort of presages the craft cocktail movement yeah i don't think he mentions more than like three kinds of bitters in the entire <laughs> book for instance yeah well he's got the like the like like the the orange bitters that is most commonly available on the market is regan's number six which is like i think basically came out of that book and him saying like there isn't a good orange bitters that you can just buy anywhere so i will make one and <laughs> he did it. i have a question for you guys you know speaking of uh cocktail recipe books of their time and, and the fact that we you know arguably live in a nostalgia free age do you think that there's going to be <laughs> we just live in an age of atemporality yeah well there's you know? nothing you know you, there's nothing you can't find anymore and i mean you know from this point forward i just wonder if the cocktail books like the death and co's and the pdts and things you know, do you think they, that they'll be dated? And if so, like, if so, how? Yeah, like, oh, I can't believe we were such, we were, we were so crass back in the, uh, yeah. back in the era where people lovingly muddled a piece of, uh, you know, sorrel yeah. or something. Do you also think you'll be, you, you think you'll be saying that into a microphone and being like, 
oh, we were so stupid back then. You know? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Chris. Uh, I did read uh, the the whole front of that book, but I have not read any cocktail books since. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So I'm not. I don't feel qualified. I mean, I've I've thumbed through both of the books you mentioned. Um, and I've even made a few cocktails mm-hmm. from them, but but uh, d- I definitely don't feel qualified to answer that question. I, well, yeah, it's, I don't I, know. I, you know, because I've said in the past, I've used the Dale de Graff, uh, I think it's the craft of the cocktail book. And, you know, it, yeah. and it, it looks like it's from the mid 80s. And I think it's actually from the early 2000s. But uh, <laughs> even the cover of it is like is like this like 80s yeah. martini Yeah, you know what I mean? Glass. Like the colors, like the, the color palette is just like it's so washed like out. Like crumbled, crumbled cookies on the rim of a glass <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> Yeah, our f- that's what I always <laughs> trips me out about Bar Rescue is that like, is that like they always bring in the like like cool mixology expert who's gonna who's gonna revolutionize the cocktail program at some bar and and like the first thing they do is like squeeze a bunch of chocolate into the bottom food, of a martini glass. Food and You're cocktails, like, I love it. What? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> like like what era do you think your customers are living in yeah they they either live oh i, I shouldn't i probably shouldn't mention places but you know places that yeah you know uh yeah I, never mind i'm gonna bail on this yeah places that assholes live yeah in, yeah totally well of course yeah <laughs> yeah places with with lots of martini lists yes yeah. yes well uh michael you work at food 52 which is a an awesome food website but it's also uh got great cocktail recipes and i have definitely mm-hmm. Uh, pilfered it many a time for this show Mm -hmm. um do you like like how does how does it can you like explain how how the site works for the uninitiated oh man sure that's all that's a lot of pressure um (laughs) so don't make a mistake representing your company don't make a mistake uh yeah so so the sort of founding uh the core of, of the site and what we were founded to do was to create a community of home cooks and you know i that includes people making drinks yeah uh to uh to come together and share ideas and post their recipes and discuss related issues um and we still do that we have lots of like user-generated recipes we also have an editorial team and we produce lots of uh you know professional written content and recipes as well and and the photography of the of both you know user-generated and and uh editorial recipes is like in my opinion, one of the best things about yeah. the site. It very, makes it really very gorgeously photographed mm-hmm. website. And then we've expanded to do other related things, like uh, related to that mission. Uh, so, so we have a shop now. We sell stuff, uh, kitchen and home, beautiful kitchen and home things. So you've attempted to have a a a website that can actually make money. Yeah. So I mean, you know, <laughs> we have ads. We have ads as well. Yeah. Um, but but we we sell stuff and. Uh, and we have a question and answer part of the site where you can ask cooking questions and and uh, a few other things. So yeah, it's we uh, I, and I was a I used the site and was like a fan of it before I started working there. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely definitely a big supporter, and uh, it's it's just a it's you know it's a great like home for your food life on the internet. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, Love that food life. That 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 shop is is. Like I, I feel like I just kind of want one of everything, <laughs> you know. I feel like if my apartment had all that stuff in it, people would be way more impressed when I came over. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of beautiful stuff in there. Um, I've had I've I've been lucky enough to receive a very beautiful set of coasters from that store, uh, from you. Yeah, you know. So I I got you those coasters, and I got I think one or two other people those coasters. And then I realized that I was buying everyone those coasters because I wanted those coasters, and, and now I own those coasters too. <laughs> You're uh, keeping them in business. Yeah, right? they those like brass coasters. They're super heavy and they have like leather bottoms. Ooh, yeah, sounds nice. The, uh, I would say that the one like design issue is that they're not quite textured enough. So occasionally I'll pick up my glass and the brass has like adhered mm. through suction to the bottom of my glass because of like condensation or something. And then it slips off and like lands on my foot. I can give you uh, the direct email address of the person you should complain to about that. Oh. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they just uh, you know it's it's better for a wine glass than a uh, than a you know, right rocks glass. Um, well, should we get into life events, gentlemen? I think we shall.
Well, as mentioned last week, I was stricken with appendixitis, appendicitis, <laughs> and I need a drink to go with that. Oh, man. Uh, Michael, what about you? I had a week last week where everything happened all at once, and I definitely need a drink <laughs> for that. <laughs> We're going to search you out, buddy. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I had a very challenging time deciding what to eat at a restaurant well, well, last well. week, so I need a drink for that. Too much choice. Michael, since, since when it rains, it pours... The cocktail you'll be drinking today is called a Purple Rain. Ooh. It's an ounce and a half of bourbon, uh, three quarter ounces of Madeira, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of pineapple juice, and half an ounce of creme de violette. And it's shaken with ice, strained into a chilled coupe, and garnished with a brandied cherry. That sounds delightful. Mm. I I would order that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was excited when I found that. Took me a while. A lot more research went into that one than normal. Uh, um, uh, Benjamin, I'll give you yours next. Um, cool. You will be drinking the Royal Hawaiian. Uh, one and a half ounces of gin, half ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce of pineapple juice, and half ounce of... How, what is it, Ben? <laughs> or Jacques? <laughs> oh, or Jacques? Or, I, 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 man, I, somebody pronounced it on, on some show that I was watching uh, the other day, and... Oh, you know what it is? Our listener, uh, Avon, who uh, oh, right. has been very nice uh, uh, tweeting about us, uh, she does a show on YouTube, I think with her husband, uh, called, shoot, I'm blanking on the name, Ooh. Something Not. We should probably... The Endless... Let's, yeah. I should... Yeah, let's, I... Uh, <laughs> I used to know how to pronounce that word, and, and, that, and then I listened to every episode of Let's Drink About It, and it's erased and, it and now I have absolutely no idea how to. Yeah, pronounce I love it. it. Well, we've explored <laughs> as many. Like, Let's shut it down, guys. Yeah. Our work here is done. Yeah, I think you can. You're entitled to take like five or six shots after that little conversation. Avon's show is called The Endless Knot. Avon and her husband's show, The Endless Knot. Uh, and I should finish the end of the instructions here for you, Ben. Um, you're going to shake all ingredients with ice and strain into a small uh, cocktail glass. Uh, no garnish. Sweet. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Who's next? Oh, Chris. You're going to be drinking a painkiller. Uh, we've given this out uh, as a drink for listeners mm-hmm. on the show uh, once before. But um, this is really like maybe my... Maybe my favorite cocktail. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a variation on the um, pina colada. It's two ounces of Pusser's rum, which is a Navy strength rum, 57% alcohol, um, four ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of orange juice, and an ounce of uh, cream of coconut, um, which is uh, sweet, sweetened coconut milk. Um, so you're going to add all of your ingredients to an ice-filled hurricane glass and stir to combine uh, garnish with an orange wedge and a cherry and a grate of nutmeg. Um, uh, in pr- so uh, I will caution you that uh, creme de coco, actually cream of coconut, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, uh, is got some fat in it. So it, uh, y- you want to be like, pretty vigorous when you're combining it with stuff funny so I funny might, story I might, for you ben funny story sure uh Hit in me. prepping for the show lay it on i me. i uh i was getting the ingredients ready and uh i you know i did shake i did what i thought it, it felt like it was a solid block in this car, this carton and uh oh yeah i shook vigorously as instructed on the side of the carton and uh then opened it and there was like that thick layer of fat you're talking about and yeah. uh so i was like well okay so this is a lot thicker than i expected it to be uh, and it kind of dribbled into the uh, into the the glass, and uh, and then all of a sudden uh, there was what can only be described as a, an explosion of cream of coconut uh-huh. all over the place. So uh, <laughs> a bit of a mishap, but uh, yeah. So yeah. be careful when you're uh, when you're doing this. Yeah, that's going to be hard to explain to your roommates. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I've been making a lot of. Uh, frozen pina coladas and um and uh coco limonadas uh, a drink that jesse yeah. thorne recommended when he was on yeah. the show uh this summer and um 
uh, I think that the blender is probably probably the best way to recombine that if it has separated. So, because um, you don't want little like chunks of fat. It's kind of a gross textural element. Yeah. Um, but it's a fucking dope drink. So yeah, let's do it. You know, stir stir to combine, but probably swizzle or even throw it all in the blender and you know, do that. Here's what I did. I put all of the juices and, and, and everything together, minus the booze, and shook up that on its own. Sweet. And I'm going to s- s- combine the two, the booze and the juice after. A little, little, little slurry. That's some fucking yeah. technique yeah, there, right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Well, let's do it. I like Speaking that. of technique. Let's do it. Cheers. 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 Big. There was a sound effect. Cheers, big ears. Yeah, that's tasty. Ooh. Mmm. Mine is so pineapple-y. Mine, too. And coconut at the same time. Michael's looks a little bit like bog water. <laughs> yeah, this this is an ugly drink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to miss words. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's like a bunch of yellow stuff and then... Purple stuff. Bright, bright purple stuff, so you can yeah. imagine. Um, but it's pretty tasty. Is it uh, tasting okay? Oh, that's good. Presentation issues aside, it's... A- I mean, this is this one's maybe not to be photographed and only been to be drank in a dark bar. Yeah, maybe a dark bar, that, that color looks better. Yeah, maybe you just like... Or maybe just like fill a water bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of those park drinks. in like a tiki mug. Um... I've got uh, the uh, little fat deposits happening, like you warned. Oh, no. Warned. A little Chris, bit. Chris, Chris. Oh, we talked about this. Even the mighty arms of Bowman could not shake those free. All right, buddy. Well, we really missed you last week. Tell us about this crazy fucking <sighs> ordeal. Man, okay. Well, look, I was very lucky. I'll start by saying that, that I, you know, I just got back from California uh, maybe a day and a half beforehand. <laughs> And while I did have in, like traveler's insurance, it would have just been a nightmare. You know, it just would have yeah. been a headache. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> I went to bed Monday night and, and uh, fell asleep and woke up maybe, you know, a couple hours later, like, oh man, I got like indigestion or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I didn't really sleep the rest of the night. And by the time I got up, I went straight to the pharmacy, got myself uh, some antacid and that did not work as it normally does. And then I knew something was up because by then the pain has sort of shifted, you yeah. know, uh, as it does, apparently it starts at the top of your stomach and moves to the right hand side. So that's what happened. And I, you know, went about my day. I thought, okay, well, I'll see, maybe like it a is a magic bullet that shot JFK. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there was two entry points. Um, yeah. but, Back um, and to the left. <laughs> So, so how I did just, you, when, when did you decide that it was some, something that you needed to like get some help with? Well, I waited the rest of the day. Uh, so at around six o'clock, I met uh, my friend Anne and went to the airport with her. Took like public transit to the airport. <laughs> and uh, You're too nice. I would never go to the airport with anybody on public transit if I wasn't also going to the airport. Well, you had like a really good excuse. Yeah. Well, I, I did. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually feeling not so bad. I kind of, I, I, I don't think I was convincing myself. I actually think I felt a little better. And uh, so off we went, got to the airport, uh, had a little uh, like late lunch, late or early dinner, whatever. And um, that did not do the trick. I thought, oh, I haven't eaten all day because my stomach has been bothering me. And that did oh, not yeah. do the trick. And that no. kind of exacerbated things. I was like, oh, this is not, this is not good. So uh, when I left, I was instructed to go straight to the hospital and, you know, I messaged uh, uh, a friend of the show, Julie Fader, and said, this is what's happening. She's like, oh man, like that happened to me exactly, that exact sort of uh, turn of events. So go straight there. And I'm, at that point, I decided I'm going to go home. Uh, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to go home. I'm going to get a phone charger, a sweatshirt, and a book, and then I'm just going to turn right around oh, and go okay. straight. And I walk be- straight because to the- being at the hospital for 12 hours without those would just be a fate worse than a oh, burst appendix. Yeah, you you know what I mean. I thought, well, if on the off chance that this is worse than it uh, it feels uh, or it goes wrong, then I'm, I want to be at least a little prepared and be able yeah. to like. You let want the know. items that you want to be buried with. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. 
So my uh, favorite's a hooded sweatshirt, and uh, <laughs> my favorite, uh, my favorite novel and phone charger uh, <laughs> came with me, and uh, and I so I was there for you know I think that was Tuesday night around midnight. They um, checked me in, and uh, I left Thursday at noon. Jesus. So when you showed up at the hospital and you told them your symptoms, did they like hop to it or did they say, go sit over there for three hours? Like, no, is, no. Did they take I, it as an emergency? I was actually really, really impressed. And, and you know, um, the hospital is in my neighborhood and it, it, you know, according to people that have been there, it doesn't have the best reputation. Uh, everything was fine until my the end of my stay, but everything was like uh, really, really good. And uh, yeah, they, I think I jumped a full wait, waiting room. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was That's always pretty nice. Like, like when you're like, I, when I was in high, uh, college, I, uh, was cutting a loaf of bread, uh, and cut my thumb pretty badly. Uh, and I had the like campus safety van take me to the <laughs> emergency room. Of course. Which, um, you know, like I didn't, it wasn't really like an ambulance situation, but I also didn't want to like get on the subway. I would have done the same, but I've I've been living off campus for years. And, um, (laughs) yeah. And, um, and on the way, like the, the security guard that was driving the van was like, like, I I was like trying to get the bleeding to stop. He's like, no, 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 no. Let that thing flow. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what what do you mean? He's like, he's like, you don't want the bleeding to stop before you get to the ER because it'll take forever for them Uh, to see you. If you are actively bleeding, you will immediately get yourself in front of a doctor well you know what that is great advice it it, totally works it actually is good advice and that was the advice that uh julie gave me she said how what like what's your pain level out of 10 and i said well it's like five six (laughs) she's She's like like, say it's a seven you'll 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 bypass and i said it was a seven and and sure enough i'll tell you another trick for getting seen quickly at the emergency room (laughs) bring a newborn with you oh Oh, yeah yeah. cool (laughs) that once yeah worked Uh, out really well well, I mean, I, you know, they did, uh, the nurse sort of checked. Yeah. Uh, did While you're one. looking at her, I have a, I have this thing with my elbow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does this look swollen to you? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, she did a once over and, and then sort of prepped me for the doctor and the doctor came over, did like this little stomach push test, like push and release. Like, how does that feel? I'm like, Ooh, not good. You know, like, it, <laughs> like sharp pains, like up to the back of my brain. Yeah. And, I wouldn't um, do it again no. if I had a choice. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he said, well, I think you're going to get your appendix out tomorrow and i said okay so i i waited for maybe 15 oh, you minutes could tell he was canadian by the way he said the word tomorrow yeah totally yeah um, uh, well i'm canadian maybe he said it different he could have been american oh yeah maybe he's like an american it, doctor yeah. who got fed up with it, our horrible system sidebar isn't it some kind of canada day today of some sort uh right? today being well, yesterday today being yesterday Sorry. yes yeah. yep. yes yesterday you know what you've ruined the evergreen illusion of this show yes it's uh <laughs> canada day today and uh I'm celebrating by drinking a tiki drink. Well, happy belated uh, to our beloved northern neighbors. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, is the painkiller killing your pain? It is, man. And let me tell you something. Uh, I, you know what else kills pain? Let's talk about painkillers, man. Let's let's talk painkillers. I got some stories about painkillers. I uh, was no sooner in the emergency bed than... uh, this glorious nurse, this night nurse came over and honestly, she was like, oh, night she was, nurse. <laughs> yeah, she was like a vision. She was an absolute fucking vision and, uh, said, how was your pain? I said, it's not great. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I said six, seven. And, uh, so she immediately got me morphine and I did not, I didn't know it was morphine. I just thought it was a generic painkiller. I thought it would be like, I don't know, like a liquid Tylenol or something. This was like via IV or yeah, the, the, the morphine drip. So I drift off like before it, 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 it takes hold. I drift off because it's around midnight. You know, we're getting past uh, old Bowman's bedtime, and uh, <laughs> and so I uh, I wake up maybe half an hour later to the sound of literally someone screaming, and uh, I Jesus. I was like all fucking woozy, <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? So she comes around to check on me, and I was like, what did you give me? She said morphine, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know what it's like to take a bullet in the trenches and no, this war is, this is exactly where my mind went, like World War Two. I'm like, what kind of dosage are they getting in the trenches in World War Two where they like jab it in their leg? And yeah, I mean, there were dudes that were like addicted to that shit. Like they were all issued morphine, I think. Yeah. Just little like single use morphine injectors yeah. and it became like a, a black market of it. 
Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I could still feel something in my in my stomach, but it, you know, obviously it was dulled. But more than anything, it was my head. Like my head just was in the clouds, and you know, uh, you heard me actually last yeah. week. You heard me yeah. at that point. I had been medicated for. Uh, so I'd gone in at, uh, like I say, midnight on the Tuesday. That was 7.30 on the Wednesday or, you know, maybe 8 o'clock on the Wednesday night. Yeah. And I had been getting morphine that entire time. Jeez. And, you know, so... <laughs> did, it, you know, did, it, uh, did it work for your pain? It did. And I thought, you know... So, like, so the scissor that I prescribed you did not... was not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I did say that going in, like, there's not a lot that's going to top this feeling right now. But, I mean... The, when I left that message, it I knew I sounded a little drugged up. But when I heard that back, <laughs> I was like, who slowed my voice down and dropped it? You know, dropped like two octaves. Yeah, I put it on a pitch shift. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, but anyway, I, uh, you know, fast forward to the uh, end of the next day, which, or sorry, the middle of the next day, which is around lunch. They had been hurrying me out. They wanted me out of there. Uh, even though my operation was, I think I looked at the time, uh, it was 10 to 12, uh, on the Wednesday night. And I, I was oh, out wow. by, I was out 12 hours later. Jeez. Like I, I woke up six hours later and like, Oh, I don't feel great. Like, you know, obviously the pain becomes like, uh, you know, recovery pain. And, right. um, and you know, one nurse said, you've got till dinner. And then the head nurse was like, we want you out by lunch. And I'm like, what do you mean? You want me out? Like you asked me how I'm feeling. <laughs> and I said, not good. <laughs> And uh, anyway, um, here's what they did, uh, which I find very interesting. They did uh, oh, kind they of start playing like Katy Perry songs super loud in your room. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I got dressed, half dressed and ran out. Um, well, no, they so they kind of went back a little bit and said, take your time. And I mean, I, I you know, they guilt tripped me. Uh, the head nurse says, yes, I'm really sorry. It's just I keep getting calls from emergency and there's a little old lady down there. Oh, and I'm like, what am I lady. supposed to do? You know, I mean, you're a strapping young man. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like that Louis C.K. bit. Like no one gives a shit about the like middle aged uh, man, you know, like no one's <laughs> getting up out of their seat. And I yeah. thought, well, I'm not going to take this, even though, you know, uh, there's beds and stuff downstairs. Like this room, I, I was fortunate. I got like a room on my own, just luck of the draw. And it was, a, you know, obviously like a sought after sort of room. So she needed it. Yeah. And I got out of there. But uh, they, Man, the the dark underbelly of universal healthcare. Seriously, sure. I mean, you you mentioned that Ben about like the the operating window, um, you know, between one and five thirty and and whatever it was, and I ended up going in at nine thirty. Um, I, I think that would have <laughs> like I think that would have changed if if it burst. You know what I mean? Right. Like they saw that I was okay and I uh, I was fucking tripping balls, but I, I was fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so they the prescription the pain meds they gave me. Uh, they gave me regular Tylenol right. and, and then they gave me 40 oxys. Now is a lot of drugs. Like, okay. So I don't know if there's, maybe you guys know like the difference, like there's oxy, I think this is called oxycodone. Maybe yeah. it's like, is, is that, that I think like, that's Vicodin. Okay. So there, there's, I don't really know, but that sounds right. Okay. And so, so there's, there's like, oxy is there, content, which is like yeah. way higher dose. It's all the same shit. It's all just heroin, but right. there's like Percocet, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, and uh, something else. Well, the, uh, so I was warned What's up and down. What's the one that Michael Jackson was on? That one's like an intravenous Her one. Yeah, it was uh, liquid. Yeah. Prope? Propofol? Yeah, that's right. I have yeah. no idea. Wow. Uh, we should have gotten that. I wish. What did he call it? Like his dream milk or something like that? <laughs> Doctor, get me my dream milk. Really? That's, That's funny, it's, actually. It's, it's, weird, not, it's not funny. Some, well, it, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. He was anyway, I addicted just, to the extent that he had slang terms for, like, highly controlled, highly controlled medical substances. I want to, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, those, medis those medications cost me $28. And... And I, I actually was beside myself that I was given 40 of those pills. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I, 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 I mean, think I, I, I had recovery period. What's that? What's the recovery period for They, they yeah. said, they said You're doing your cocktail podcast now, which is like literally a week after your, this is one week later. So yeah. I'm sitting upright. I've got a team of nurses behind me. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, just, the doctor titrating said, your drug. Yeah. The doctor said, um, 
I could take a week off work. And now that is today. And they were saying, um, or I guess tomorrow is the week. Um, but what do they pay you for the time you miss or some shit? No, no, I'm just out of pocket right now. And I, you know, starting to feel it, but like, yeah, I, I also, I can't really run around. I mean, I walked, uh, you know, from the train the other day to home and like my cramp, the cramps in my stomach started two minutes in and I actually can feel the absence of an organ. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I think maybe I need longer. So I, you know, I'm not working till next week, but, um, yeah. uh, yeah, probably smart. I think so. I've been kind Listen of, Listen to your body. It's yeah. telling you important information. The, I was in the emergency room about a year ago when I had a kitchen incident and just like cut off part of a finger a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me they gave me Percocet. They gave me a prescription for Percocet, and I was like, I don't really need it. Like, like the pain is not that bad. And I got it, and it was probably like forty. It's a lot. It was a lot of them. Yeah. And I just went to bed. I was like, I don't need that. And I went to bed, and I spent like two minutes trying to fall asleep. But I was like, I'm gonna take some of this. <laughs> yeah. This hurts yeah. really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I took fucking. I, I, I only lobbied needed, for a damn. Yeah, you didn't get pain anything with your elbow. For my stupid elbow. I only I ended up anything. taking two of them though. Like I they made me take eight Advil. Yeah. See, this is this is what's. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. yeah. At once, you took eight at once. I think I took eight Advil at once. Wow. Yeah. So they were like, "What is your pain?" You were like eight, and they were like, "Take eight, Advil. <laughs> one per pain." Uh, were you, you sure you're not? You weren't at a food truck, and they were just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, they. So I took those meds for two days. I think I took the day uh, of my release from hospital, and the next day, and I was kind of. I'd been warned by so many different people about the addictive uh, qualities of this medicine. I was like, I, yeah, I don't need these. And I, I, yeah. I think I took Tylenol so or Advil. Those are our other podcast, Lush Pop Pills, about it. It's uh, <laughs> probably not going to happen this year. So, so let me get this straight, Chris. They told you not to work so you wouldn't be paid. And they gave you lots of extra drugs <laughs> yep. that you didn't need. Yep. Is that, does that about sum it up? Dude, yeah. I'll tell you well, something. They I were... will not be voting for Bernie Sanders if that's what socialism <laughs> brings you. Uh, it, it does It does feel like, uh, that's why I say, it, t- until the end of my stay at the hospital, it was great. But the last two nurses I dealt with, uh, you know, were, they left something pushy. to be desired. I actually... T- I, they weren't the, that glorious morphine nurse. No. And the, 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 the nurse um, that came in before the head nurse, I, I said, you know... Um, at this point, my friend Julie had come and she was going to like see me home and whatever. And um, we were talking about needles and I said, you know, they don't bother me. I just can't look at them going in or, you know, like I can look at an IV once it's in. I just can't watch it going in. And so at that point, the nurse is taking the IV out like this stint or whatever they call it. And they're taking it out. And like uh, she's like, why? But it's so small and then holds it up in front of my face and it's dripping my blood. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then all my limbs go like tingly and I feel like I'm going to like pass out. So that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, hospital I was at, like this sort of uh, torture hospital. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, uh, this, the this... room I got my x-rays in last week or it was uh, semi nightmarish. It was like just like a lot of cracked linoleum and like and like Ugh. rusty carts like there was just a lot of like, like decay in the room it like it kind of looked like it was designed by like a video game level designer where they like put in a lot of decay elements just <laughs> to have there be like visual detail they had the decay map overlay yeah cool. and like i was like and it's like kind of a dim room because they don't have a lot of like extra light in the x-ray room the x-ray machine is like of indeterminate age but like definitely dirty like it hasn't been like wiped down in a long time and it's like i'm not like touching it i didn't touch it at all but it was like like jesus this is such a fucking macabre situation but i was i was happy about it in the end because i was in and out of there in like under 45 minutes which was pretty sweet yeah all for the cool, cool price of three hundred dollars. And no, no, that no, place was free. No oh, breakage, okay. right? No breakage. No breakage. Um, I also haven't been charged copays at any of these visits, which I think might be because I didn't go ask if I needed to pay the money on the way out. Um, so I'm wondering if that comes and bites me in the ass. It's well, you'll point. probably get something in the mail in about eight months. Yeah. How? How? Yeah, exactly. uh, how? Like, are you bruised up? Are you still, agency. Are you still sore? Uh, I'm pretty sore. I had Rachel take some of my sutures out last night and we like stopped oh. the process uh, because Jesus. Uh, we stopped the process because it was not ready for that. Oh, did it open up? Okay, no. this podcast has had <laughs> just about enough 
<laughs> blood and guts talk Just, for my taste. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, try to maintain here. Well, let me uh, let me let me uh, change the subject to your week of hell then. Um, well, it wasn't a week of hell. It wasn't a week all. of hell, but it did a lot of a lot of shit hit you all at once. Talk to us about. Yeah. Um, so basically, I had two life events happen. Big life events happen at the same time. Uh, one is that. Uh, I moved apartments, which is, you know, it's a very happy thing. We moved, um, my wife and I moved into, and my daughter moved into a great new place. That's very exciting. But of course, I got to see some pictures on the internet. It is beautiful. Congrats. Thank you. And if, and of course, uh, but you know, moving is a lot of work. Yeah. And then, uh, stressful no matter what. And then, uh, also just had a a big project at work that we've been working on for months launched on, on Tuesday and then we moved on Saturday and, (laughs) and it was just sort of like too much. Mm -hmm. Um, both both exciting, happy things. They both went well. No yeah. complaints. Um, but you know, I, I, I it definitely, always happens at once, though, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's that, that's true. I and and I de- I didn't quite didn't quite. Uh, I I feel like I did well with the with the uh, work launch. Yeah. And I feel like I neglected the move a little bit, which is which basically was just hard on my wife. So right. I, I feel bad about that. I didn't. So like, that's what wives are for, though. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, yikes! Not at all. But so 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 yeah. It was sort of like both exciting and and happy. And I'm just all- hoping that because I'm about to have one, and I'm like hoping that my life gets way easier. <laughs> and, Probably and, not though, right? And yeah, it was like all consuming. But also, I just like felt like even though things were generally going well, I just felt like I I failed a little bit. Uh, right. So it was like you know a lot a lot of a uh, lot of emotions and yeah and uh, anxiety, but. Well, I mean, here's a toast to you, Michael, uh, on finding out the answer to how much is too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's good to know because you hear like, especially if you ever listen to people talk about like being a startup founder or right. like working for an early stage startup, and people are like, you never know how much you could actually do until you push yourself, and like, blah 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 blah. And not that <laughs> honestly, not that I was like. I mean, I don't want to overstate what I was doing. I really right. wasn't. In the grand scheme of things, I wasn't working that hard you know i was sleeping regularly right i wasn't staying up all night for weeks on end like i'm not saying that but like but yeah uh that's probably true but i definitely like uh definitely bit off a little bit more than i could chew anytime you're running like multiple parallel to-do lists that's my i i have i get tunnel vision which is like exactly what was exactly the problem so I i would be like i couldn't stop thinking about like the million things that need to happen for for Thing I was doing at work, which is by the way, I might as well plug it. Yeah, might as well. We uh, we launched wedding registries in the Food Fifty Two shop. So if you're, if you're speaking of wives, yeah, go check that out. <laughs> yeah, Food Fifty Two dot com slash registry. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's what we were. That's what we were launching, and then uh, yeah, so like I was thinking about that and sort of not being proactive about okay, what needs to get done so that <laughs> all the responsibilities don't fall on my wife, who also has a job right. and mm-hmm. also is taking care of our our two-year-old so right i I was talking to ben about this the other day and and how i'm I'm pretty much at the beginning of a busy like sort of everything happening at one cycle myself and uh and they all require you know more attention than i'm giving them and it's just because i'm so bad at prioritizing and you know uh ticking off basically i don't make a list so it's just the grand scheme the big picture is always in my head instead of breaking it down into like bite-sized pieces but how do you like, how did you tackle it? I mean, I know well, it was just a couple of things, but they very big things, you know? I mean, you're asking the wrong guy, but basically, so I'm, I'm pretty good at making a list and following it for stuff at work. And I'm, turns out I'm not that good at that for like stuff in my life. I don't know what it is, but like the, the hard part for me is honestly like, okay, I have like five minutes or, or an hour where I, I should be thinking about like my home life right. and what needs to happen. And like my block is what, like, what is the prioritized list of things that I should be doing? Yeah. And it's, it shouldn't be a different task than figuring that out for work, but, for, but I'm just like not as good at it. And that is, that is where I like fell flat. Not time management. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are in like a very chaotic phase right now in, in our lives, getting ready for this wedding. Like, uh, as we record this, I leave in a couple of days and like, like the apartment needs to be cleaned, like shit needs to be packed. The... There's just like a basically endless list of things that need to happen before 
we leave like and and like every day i like walk out of my bedroom and look around the place and it's like there's like laundry everywhere and like just <laughs> stuff piled up on all the surfaces and like empty <laughs> boxes and i'm just like what the fuck has happened to me and and then like i have to like jump into work and like y- you know the film has been a lot of work lately because we're trying to you know we're trying to line it up so that it's ready in the fall for festival submissions and mm-hmm. and all these you know, there's a, a lot of deadlines looming that there's a lot that we need to get done in time for that. And Rachel is super busy at work. And like I, at this point, I like I feel like I need to get like seven interns to just come over here and like <laughs> like clean my apartment or something. Well, here's here's like uh, you know, do people get uh, uh, cleaners in in New York like they do in Los Angeles? Because people, uh, everyone gets yeah. like, you know, it's once every more, It's more expensive here. Okay. It's, yeah. Okay. We used to do it at my old place, but we can't really afford it now that we pay twice as much rent. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I, have a, I think I have a solution. Just get rid of all of your surfaces. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just uh, minimize. Yeah. Um, Not your possessions, just your surfaces. Then you've got nowhere to put things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just put, like, put spikes on everything like they do on... <laughs> yeah. On like uh, on like landings on corporate buildings, <laughs> exactly. That homeless people sleeping on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I feel like we would be remiss in not talking about the fact that uh, our country had a major uh, civil rights breakthrough. Yes. Uh, last week. Um, yeah. That I imagine a, had some positive impact for the wedding registry. It was on good for business. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it actually, uh, the, Ben is, of course, referring to the nationwide legalization of gay marriage in the United States, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is fantastic. And yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a fun, it was a fun coincidence that it happened the same week that we were working on registries because yeah. it made it all the, all the happier to be, to be uh, be, you know, having spent a few months becoming part of the wedding industrial complex, <laughs> felt a little bit, all, right. a little bit even better. Um, uh, yeah. Well, as somebody who is in the jaws of that complex right now, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I was just reminiscing with, with my wife, um, that when we were in college in, uh, in Massachusetts, when, when, uh, Massachusetts legalized gay marriage, which it must've been, oh God, it, it had it's to like have been 2004. Ago. Yeah. Is that- uh, so it was at, between at your t- wedding. You guys had passages from the right. That was two thousand decision. That read. was two thousand eight. But this is when we were in college. I mean, like we went to the city hall and like yeah, and like celebrated that. And I remember that that was like not that long ago. It wasn't that, that long. That was like the first. That's the most amazing part is that yeah. like how far we've come in yeah. a pretty short amount of time. I mean, like obviously like not fast enough, but still, still pretty like amazing. One of one of my favorite things that, uh, to to read online was that uh, you know all of the the people that were not in favor of this uh, motion they all said they were going to move to Canada and yeah. that's it I'm moving to Canada and, yeah. you know where it's been legal since 2005 which just further dis- uh, demonstrates the level of ignorance you know <laughs> uh, I love it yeah uh, comedian Hari Kondabalu has a has a little chunk about people threatening to move to Canada I think it's like his liberal friends that are like, if Bush gets reelected, I'm moving to Canada. Oh, and, right. Uh, he talks about what an asshole Stephen Harper is and how, like, there's really, like, just as many problems in Canada. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's like, you know, whenever there's, like, some sort of, uh, uh, like, racist uh, uh, or racially motivated uh, crime in, in America and they say, like, you get Canadians that say, come to Canada, and it's fucking so far from perfect, you know? I mean... It, it may be a little yeah, more you, hidden. You, for example, are a, a grand dragon in the uh, <laughs> Canadian Klux Klan. Don't even joke, for Christ's sake. Uh, the Canadian Klux Klan. I kind of like that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> CKK, that's great. Uh, um, I don't know. Did you read um, about what Guy Branham said? Uh no, but I watched Guy Branham on the nightly show. Yeah, that's 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 uh, one of was about to, that's fucking great. That's what I was about to quote. Slugging bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Oh man, uh, what did he say? 
when I was 14, I thought I was going to have to hide who I was for my entire life. Three days ago, my black president turned the White House rainbow. That's how drunk I got this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, are you, does it, is it going to put a little extra English on your, on your wedding weekend, do you feel like? Do you, is it, do you find it exciting? Like, well, I definitely feel less guilt about getting married now. Like, I definitely did feel like, you know, maybe, like, I think that. You know, there. I mean, you're still at fault. People, you were gonna do it anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pot committed at this point, but uh, but you know, I do feel like um, I think we'll probably follow your lead and have some Supreme Court passages read in our ceremony, and there will be some, you know, extendo fam that get offended by that, which I'm. Oh wow! Quite delighted by. Really, <laughs> interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think that uh, it'll be it's it's a nice, you know, and and I don't want to be like the narcissistic assholes that make this civil rights decision that really like affects people, unlike us about us. But you know, I think that it's important to celebrate the fact that it's like it. It really has been like a nightmare for uh, members of the LGBTQ community in our country, and things are finally starting to move in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here's to here's to more soon. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess uh, we are we are. I don't. Know, I'm looking at the time right now and how long we're going, and we haven't even got to your story, Ben. So. Maybe you oh, wanna... yeah. Well, so you guys tell me if uh, if this has ever happened to you. Um, I went to a, a restaurant over the weekend with some very good friends. Rachel and I were on a double date with some very good friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not n- no shade to these folks at all. But um, when we like and it was like a kind of a nice Nice-ish restaurant, not like a fancy schmancy restaurant, but you know, we talking one star. I feel like there's a there's a type of type of New York restaurant that is like we sell a bunch of like twenty five dollar entrees, and then we have a hamburger that's like ten dollars cheaper, and it's a it's our gourmet New York hamburger, <laughs> and like it's basically there's like. That's a genre of restaurant in New York, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, this is Manhattan or Brooklyn? This is in Brooklyn, um, but this is, I would say, a Manhattan genre. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and I had been kind of hankering for a hamburger earlier in the day, but when we got to the <laughs> place and I like looked around, I was like, I'm not getting a hamburger here, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like. I'm getting like a pork chop or something. And uh, then I saw somebody get the pork chop and it looked awesome. And I was like, I was like, oh shit, like pork chop, chop, here I come. And then our friends showed up (laughs) and they're like, they were like, we just know that you're going to love the burger. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit, decision is being made so much harder. And I, I sat there and, and like, I waffled and then I was like going to get the steak and french fries oh, and then Jesus. I was like and I'm so sorry to hear about your plate this is yeah yeah really <laughs> yeah. true talk about a struggle yeah I mean <laughs> Supreme Court of the United States listen up uh, and then I fucking wound up getting the stupid burger and I, 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 I was like embarrassed to order it because I felt like I'd, I had been kind of like ordered to order it but I you know it was like I want the french fries but I don't you know you know, it was like polenta with the pork chop. Right, and, right. And I wound up getting the burger, and it was pretty mediocre. It was not that great a burger. This, is where, like, this is where communication is key, Ben. This is where you say, listen, I've had a whole like internal struggle before you got here, and I've decided I'm having the pork chop. I should have stuck to my guns, but you then I, I, like felt, I felt like I don't know this restaurant the way these people do. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's, maybe they're working on some some higher levels of knowledge than I am. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) fuck if I didn't order this stupid burger, like I have a restaurant just like this in my neighborhood where the burger is $13. Right. And this one was $18. Can you tell us what was on the burger? Was there some like short rib or, uh, there was, 
um, well, house cured bacon, uh-huh. um, beet ketchup made mm-hmm. in house, and a duck egg. Oh wow, <laughs> man, that's come on. She uh, <laughs> uh, she. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, it was a lot of fancy shit that didn't amount to a very fancy taste. Well, I mean, th- there's nothing worse than when you go out to dinner. I'm, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm against bacon on a hamburger. <laughs> where was I? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Do you wanna do you wanna explain to everyone what just happened? Uh, well, there may be a little incoherent break in the action because my dog just. Literally chomped through the XLR cable that my microphone was connected to the computer with. Oh, Darwin. You oh, dog, boy. you. Uh, so you were talking about how you don't like bacon on burgers, I think. Oh, right. yeah. You're about to get chastised from, I think, two of us. Well, it's here's, like, here's first my, Gary Regan. Here's my thing. <laughs> I've, I've, I often spring for the extra bacon. You know, the dollar fifty for bacon sure. or whatever. And yeah. at a certain point, I realized, like... The flavor of the bacon is completely shoved to the background. The way the flavor of the gin is shoved to the background in this beautiful royal Ooh, Hawaiian. Nice. You know, the pineapple is taken center stage, and it's yep. a delicious beverage. But as a gin you know, fan, is uh, exploring the booze cabinet. He's, he's uh, licking some Angostura. Yeah, over but there. the uh, but yeah, I agree. I but agree if I'm honest, you. I don't taste the bacon, and I don't know why I'm wasting the dollar fifty on it. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't eat a lot of burgers, just as a matter of course. But I agree with you. I don't want. I don't really want bacon on my burger. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think um, bacon is a treat on a burger. I, I definitely don't get it every time, but when I do, I notice it. I think maybe that's the secret. Only treat yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Moderation. Maybe. It. Maybe. Maybe that's something. Never experienced <laughs> moderation. What's that like? <laughs> you know, there is nothing worse though when you're sitting at a table uh, full of friends. And you order food, and as soon as the server is gone, you start to question your choice. And then when the food starts to arrive, you get that food envy. That yeah. ruins that ruins an experience. Yes, yeah, it seriously does. Yeah. You're so you're so suggestible in that in those minutes when you're trying to figure out what to order, and like, yeah, totally. Anything you hear can just like get into your head. Yeah, yeah. I think it's different if if you're all newcomers to the restaurant. If like there was a a real like like power imbalance at play so <laughs> so needless to say you're not going to hang out with those people anymore right yeah, oh man done. i love it out of my life power imbalance yeah i mean i i really like i'm often the last person to order because i'm too busy fucking shoot my mouth off at the table having a good time and then i'm left with the menu <laughs> and the server and the uh, table uh, looking uh, at me yeah well yeah. I'll, you know just you throw a dart yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah that's not me man i i I am not there for conversation. I am there for the food. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Chris, we had a uh, listener call in. Did we now? We did. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. I'm hoping that you can pair a cocktail to go along with recently getting married, as well as adopting a dog and the plates that go along with both those things. Thanks a lot. Man, this is a cocktail that I am interested in knowing about as well. Yeah, what's with Benjamin's getting married and dogs at the same time? Yeah. And why are you calling into your own podcast? Ben (laughs) Ben Parrish, thank you for calling that in. Thank you, Ben. Um, Well, this choice was easy. Uh, As soon as I saw the name of this drink, I thought, this is the one. Ben, you're going to be drinking something called a headspin. Uh, it's an ounce and a half of Blanco tequila, half ounce of uh, Santa Teresa orange liqueur, uh, three-quarter ounce lime juice, half ounce orange juice, three-quarter ounce kumquat cordial, which will include the recipe for, uh, quarter ounce vanilla syrup, will also include that, uh, a splash of club soda, and one lime wheel for garnish. Dang. You're going to shake all the ingredients except the club soda with ice, then strain into a large coupe, top with the club soda, and garnish with the lime wheel. Whoa. Wild. Yeah, it's, uh, it's involved, but uh, I think it's worth it. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, and so we also, um, yeah, well, again, as usual, Ben, if you make that drink, if you have the time and or resources, uh, uh, photograph it and let us know. Yeah, please do. 
Um, Love it when that happens. Also, call back and say kumquat cordial five times faster. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the deal. Uh, So we also had a request in from uh, someone on Twitter, uh, at Jenny Bento, uh, writes in, at Drink About It, I had a lung infection, and I've been on antibiotics for a month uh, without drinking. Uh, give me Such hope. Such a medical show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of similarities here. Uh, give me hope. What's my first drink back? Oh, um, man. <laughs> back, back off the wagon. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, something I can identify with. And I think I'm failing because I'm feeling the Pisco Sour I had beforehand and the drink I just <laughs> drank. Uh, but you're going to drink something called Stick the Landing. Uh, nice. <laughs> it's a one ounce of uh, Louis Royer Force 53 Cognac. What the uh, hell? Yeah, this is a pretty fancy one. <laughs> one ounce of Redbreast 12-year Irish Irish whiskey. Wow. A teaspoon of Massenet's Creme de Peche peach liqueur. This is a pricey drink. Uh, three-quarter ounce lemon juice, a half ounce cane sugar syrup. Again, we'll include that. And two dashes of Angostura bitters. You're gonna well, shake. If you're coming back in from the cold. You might as well do it right. Totally. That sounds like good. I mean, even cocktail. if you even if you just used uh, more generic bottlings of those that's again yeah this is something we talk about often i mean i only include the uh brand names uh sometimes in in case you want to know but uh yeah definitely step it down um uh cost effective wise um shake all ingredients with ice then strain into a coupe no garnish so maybe uh you know maybe you've been off work and it's going to take you a little bit of savings to get there but if and when you do again share it with us good luck yeah Michael, how do uh, how do people find your Twitter if they want to? Uh, it's H O F F M. Yes, which, which apparently is pronounceable. <laughs> on the show. I've worked hard. Uh, anyway, I want to say before before uh, you sign off that I, I met Sis at the beginning. I'm such a huge fan of the show. It's, oh man, it's an honor to be to be on here. I'm like it's so exciting and. Uh, I've, I've, as I said, I've listened to every episode and enjoyed all of them, and Sweetheart. I'm, I'm a huge fan. So thank Thanks, you so Michael. much for letting me come on. We're blessed you over here. Absolutely, thank you, uh, Michael. It was a pretty momentous episode. It was that episode where my dog ate the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should post a picture of what that wire looks like. I, I will. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R. You can follow the show at Drink About It. Um, please, please, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It really helps. Um, it's like really like the main way new people find the show is through iTunes. And the more uh, people write reviews, the, the better we can uh, grow this show. And uh, Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate the, like, 57 people in the U.S., and I have no idea even how many people around the world have written reviews. But thank you to those of you who have. And shame on you to those that haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You listened all the way to the end. Go write a review. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. If you're (laughs) listening to this and you're not writing a review, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else? We've got Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Mm any any website where they've left one of the vowels out, we've probably got an account <laughs> on there. Uh, and uh, you can also go to Food Fifty Two uh, and register your wedding there, uh, which I encourage you to do. Uh, yeah, or just find some cocktail recipes. I, I, anything helps. Um, Definitely. And uh, you know, Michael is, has has uh, a lot to do with making that website run. So um, it's a uh, it's pretty cool that. Uh, they're adding big features like that. Thank you, Michael, for coming on the show. Thanks, Michael. Thank you guys so much. It was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, shit. And we should thank uh, Graham Walsh from Paul Watling. And with that... Well, wait, wait. We'll... I want to uh, add an extra special thank this week, uh, thanks this week uh, to, again, Julie Fader for uh, letting me stay at her Saving house. Saving your life? Yeah. The day after, uh, or the day I got out of hospital, I was uh, allowed to stay at her house, and she fed me and made sure that I didn't overdose Aww. on medicine. And to both my folks, who also uh, took care of me for a couple of days. So thank you, nice. everybody. Yeah, and uh, thanks to everybody that sent Chris a nice well wish o- o- over the tweeters. Um, with that, we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more cocktails that go with them. Don't choke on your own coke. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm against bacon on a hamburger.
I don't think it adds anything. Ooh, I don't think I've ever oof. been man, in a place you? where I was like, man, wow, just Gary. Uh oh. I think we lost. I think we lost you, Ben. We lost me. Yeah. We de- I, uh, Yeah, we definitely lost you. Test, 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 test. No. Oh. Oh no. Was he chewing on the wire? <laughs> no, no. Was he chewing on the cable? <laughs> what? Dude. Did he just chew through the whole thing? He chewed the fucking cable. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like someone cut the cable. <laughs> do, you, do you have a spare cable? He's going to get one. <laughs> it's not like frayed. It's like completely separate. <laughs> So Darwin basically went and got scissors? Darwin, you owe me more money. You owe me so much money at this point, Darwin. Oh, man. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs>